Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Darlings, welcome back to The Clueless Mum. I am so lucky to be joined today by the most incredible woman. She's a West End and Broadway legend, having performed in Wicked, Les Mis, Cats and We Will Rock You. She also has five albums under her belt and spends a lot of time touring the world with Queen Rock legend Brian Bay. She's also a mum of two and has just released her very own podcast. Yay, welcome to the family. Here to talk all about balancing motherhood and career is the incredible Kerry Ellis. Hi, Kerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is so exciting. Thank you for coming on. I mean, you know, uh, it's so fascinating to me to speak to wonderful women like you who've kind of, you know, you've got two kids under your belt. You're a working woman. You're smashing it in every way, shape or form. So I'm just like, thank the Lord, because you just give me so much inspiration that it can be done. Well, it can be done. You know, what's interesting for me at the moment is it's giving me massive respect for stay at home mums, because I'm starting to obviously experience a little bit um, about being at home 24-7 with your kids, you know, with your partner and all those responsibilities that come with that. You know, when I get to go and work, it's almost like a break for me and it's a bit of time that I can just concentrate on one thing. Yeah. When I'm at home, as you know, it's chaotic. You know, there's always something to do. There's washing or, or, or feeding or, you know, there's always like chores and now homeschooling. So for me, I'm suddenly going, oh my goodness, those stay-at-home mums, they need a medal because it is hard. Yeah. But it's lovely too. It's amazing. And how old are your little two? So I've got a six-year-old, Alfie, who has so much energy. He's like a Tasmanian devil. Thank God that we have a small trampoline in the garden because I think he would just combust. <laughs> and then I have a four-year-old, um, Freddie, who's completely the other dynamic. He's quite happy to just chill and sing songs and sit. And <laughs> he's a lot more low-key. But I, I miss those early days when they're so small. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I must say, even though it's really difficult being in lockdown, you know, completely alone, I haven't got any help and I'm having to do it all by myself. I must say I wouldn't trade it for having to do homeschooling with a with a child <laughs> by myself. Like I speak to my friends that have children that are trying to homeschool and they're just they're they're pulling their hair out, to be quite honest. It's unbelievable how difficult it is. But at the same time, the the pressure they feel. And yeah. it must be so difficult. I mean, I cannot believe, first of all, that you have a six-year-old, that you've even got to homeschool. Like, they're six. Surely it's like playtime all the time, no? I wish it was. Well, you know, it is. it is a lot of pressure. And we get stuff sent from the school and... You know, he has a timetable. My husband and I try and split it so that because if if they're together, it's just carnage. You can't have two trying to school both of them. I I mean, it's just absolute mayhem. So we try and split it up so that at least we can kind of focus on, on each child. But it is a weird pressure because suddenly you're like in control of your child's education. And that's that's a strange, scary thing. And I mean, thank God they're only young, because if if I had yeah. like, you know, young teenagers to be trying to understand even what they're learning or try and teach them what they're trying to learn would be frightening. So at least it's kind of at that 
you know, um, early stages level. But, um, yeah, it's a tough time. I think what's strange for them is their interaction with other kids. You know, I, I, miss, I miss for them that they miss their friends. It must be so hard. I, I, I'm really self-conscious. And I know, like, Zeke is eight weeks on Sunday. So I know that he won't remember any of this and it's all fine. But I'm so self-conscious that I'm raising an agoraphobic, stranger danger, petrified, unregistered, feral, unvaccine child that is just gonna it's just we're never gonna be able to come back from it because he you know he doesn't see any humans we never see we we, you know he's never really had interaction with another human being his whole life and I'm like oh god what's what's the consequences in the future like oh what am I supposed to do well first of all I love that I can hear him I miss those little baby sounds that kind of just oh that lovely sound is just wonderful you know what's nice though is when you when you have that newborn and there's the pressure to get out I think early on and what's what's beautiful about the moment a friend of mine has also just had her first baby and I said to her it goes so fast and if you you can take time and enjoy being at home and not have that pressure to to get out and to start walking about and because it's such it's such precious time for you and your baby and there's not much it does feel good I must say they're so young they don't they don't need much they just need you really and there's so much time for them to meet other people and you know going out in the big wide world there's time for that and it's I think it's a it's a great time for you just to enjoy time with you and your baby and I have to keep reminding myself that it's really easy to be in such a bubble I mean I know we're recording a podcast but I actually had to quickly change my top to put on something that wasn't my pajamas (laughs) just because I have literally been in my pajamas for days and we actually haven't left the house I think this is about the fourth day in the row because we we're just we are in a gorgeous, amazing bubble, and it's fantastic. And I feel really blessed that there really is no pressure to get dressed, and there's no, I don't have to worry about sort of the guilt of saying no to visitors because it it it's all a bit much. You know, people coming over to help is lovely, but actually hosting visitors is really difficult. Um, it is because. Yeah. You know, you, you just don't have any energy. You, you know, sleepless nights and no energy. It's really tough. So, it's. Um, I do. I on the other flip of the coin, I am like, oh, thank goodness. And I get no FOMO because nobody else is going out. Everyone's in their pajamas eating snacks too. So I'm like, yay, we're all in it together. I'm not missing out. But I am slightly worried that, um, yeah, he's not really had interaction with another human being for his whole life. So I'm a bit like, oh. Yeah, he needs to be... I just don't want him to be scared of strangers. No, it will come. And you know what? Kids are so resilient. What I've noticed with with mine, especially in this kind of period, has how how adaptable they are and how much they live in the moment. Kids seem to live... They they just deal with what they, their day has in, has in store for them. They don't kind of look to the future and they don't look really to the past. They Like, mine are quite happy... I think they love having our attention all day, every day. And they're fine if we just go out for a little bit of a bike ride or a walk. And then we, you know, we we play fun games at home. And, and they just live in the moment. And I think it's it's us as adults that put that kind of impression on them or miss things for them. But they don't seem to see it. And I've I've been inspired by my kids, really, during this time to watch them do that. And it, it makes you kind of go, actually, maybe we should live in the moment a little bit more as well and not always be looking, you know, 10 steps ahead of what's to come because 
all we can do at the moment is enjoy what's going on, enjoy the moment, because otherwise, it, what's the point? Yeah, and do you think that that has had an impact looking back at your career? I mean, do you, mum guilt is a real thing. <laughs> I actually, I got mum guilt when I was pregnant, that I wasn't, you know, doing enough like pregnancy yoga and I wasn't doing enough, you know, nutritional juicing to give my baby the best. You know, I had mum guilt from from bump to birth. So do you, do you, did you ever feel guilty sort of traveling with your work and being this amazing, wonderful touring woman? Or were you just like, no, this is, it, you could easily separate it? No, yeah, I think you're right. I think all parents with whatever they do, uh, working or not have the guilt um, because you try to do everything especially in this time in this day and age we try and do so much we're all trying to have careers and have families and be the most you know be the be the yummy mummy be the, the 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 beautiful wife be the perfect parent be the best career woman and we're trying to do it all and it's tough and tricky, and I don't know if we we ever. Oh my goodness! I had to pick him <laughs> up. Sorry, he's starting to he's starting to get a bit angsty because oh, he's like him. he's got hiccups and he's not hungry, but he's trying to tell me that he kind of is hungry. So I'm gonna have to give him a quick feed. So they're always up. hungry. Boys are always hungry. That doesn't change either. Mine, is, mine think that my house is a snack shop now. They just think they live in a snack shop. <laughs> oh bless him. Oh. he's constant yeah it's tough it's really difficult it people kind of don't prepare you for the, the they don't prepare you for the birth and they don't prepare you for the coming home bit they're not you're not ready for it I mean people talk to you about pregnancy all the time and they talk to you about babies but they don't talk to you about actually how stressful giving birth is and the first bit of when you come home you know those first few weeks you're like what do I do? What do I do with this small person? How do I change a nappy? How do we feed? How do, what do I do to bath him? You know, do they get in the bath? It's like, it's yeah, mad. It's true. And, and I did an, a full NCT course yeah. and I swear I was none the wiser. It feels like it's, they're giving you the information and it, you could almost pick it up from a website that I'm not sure how much it actually goes in. It didn't. It didn't. It really didn't for me. It was great because obviously I met some fantastic people. But I mean, also as well, you know, we changed like an. an oh, sorry, it's him popping off. It's all good. I'm used to it. It's plenty. It's, it's all boys in my house. I'm so sorry. <laughs> On the breast, guzzling the milk, and at the that same joy. time popping off. I cannot apologise. This is the reality, isn't it? And also, what we're going through right now. You know, try, again, trying to work a bit and do stuff at home. I've en- I've had endless appearances from mine on various um, Q and A's that I've been doing, or various little videos, that song videos. Mine just pop up, or you see a little hand kind of come in the screen. But I think it's the joy of everybody's at home. Everybody knows that we're all doing stuff from home. And it kind of makes you normal and makes you accessible to people, which I think is a good thing. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I can't. For me, the biggest thing I always, I mean, I, I try and keep my social media as real as possible anyway, warts and all, because, you know, I'm just not one of those gorgeous Instagram girls that like is perfect and everything looks perfect like I'm the I am the mum with the sick in my hair that's just yeah my you know I'm doing a podcast and my baby's popping off like (laughs) it's that's me and it's never gonna change so it's all part of the, the, the just trying to keep it real it's normal and I think we're all like that I think that 
that social media can be a little bit like my perfect life and I don't think people always put out their the reality I mean I I think I think it's just human nature though you know you do look look at things and think oh am I going to share that or but sometimes it's good to share the reality and, and know that we're all going through the same things and it's normal it may, it certainly makes me feel better and and actually you know it's it's part it's like being a community and I think that's why I enjoy doing my podcast so much because I create a real community of people that you know when they listen they're like oh my god I rem-. either they can relate to it because they've been through it or they're about to go through it and they're like oh thank goodness somebody's like actually being real about it which is important so yeah I'm really like, I love being part of the podcast community and you also have your own podcast now don't you launch congratulations thank you so much you know it's it, it's Interesting that you say that because it was another reason I wanted to do mine was because I wanted to kind of reach out to people that I know and that I've worked with and talk about the highs and the lows and the the, the aftermath bit when it, you're a bit kind of down and you're at home and you know you you're, you're coming off the back of something huge and and try and relate it to to every every person and everybody in some way and I think that was that was the incentive to do it and hopefully it will resonate with people as well and uh you know just trying to show people that even those big superstars that you see on the television are normal people and have normal emotions and normal outcomes too so that was that was the impetus behind mine and who you see you've launched three episodes already who are your first three guests um yeah so I've done uh I had Arlene Phillips, who um, oh, we all know and love, our celebrity judge. You know, she was brilliant. And, you know, Arlene is is like a mature woman who's had such an incredible career. And her stories were just incredible. And interestingly enough, she was talking about now and being reflective. Uh, she has three girls who and grandchildren as well. So she's kind of taking time to, to talk... To, to talk about her family and, and also being a working mum as well, you know, and, and her story was interesting. And then I also spoke to Beverly Knight, who was a dream, and oh, wow. um, her story's just incredible. Prince, I mean, having a night with Prince performing at Wembley, you know, will blow your mind. And then also Kimberly Walsh, who is also, you know, working mum and how she balances everything as well is incredible yeah, she's wow. yeah these are like proper legends as well like i i think these are such inspirational women and yeah it's really like bravo for one getting them on first of all and 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 two just being able to to let them tell their story and like you said it's it, they are human and we see them all doled up and it you know it's all fabulous and life looks so wonderful because they're you know these absolute living legends but like you say they're 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 human they're normal women and I find it really inspirational hearing their stories as well um, because it makes me think, well, if, you know, if they go through it and they can do it, then we can all do it. It is lovely talking to other parents in, in the industry as well, but, you know, because I'm going through it as well. I mean, mine, mine are a bit older now, but it doesn't make it any easier. And I mean, I've been talking, Kim and I have worked together a few times and our kids are similar ages. And, you know, we always kind of, if ever we're in a dressing room, it's straight away about the kids and what's going on and how you're coping and childcare. And and it's great to kind of hear or have like, have have a something in common with somebody else that's going through it. And that's why it's great. You know, yours is so great because it's so relatable. And so everybody is going through that. And it's nice yeah. to hear, you know, although you know that, 
there's a lot of people doing the same thing, it's nice to hear it. Definitely. And I think I never appreciated before women as much. I mean, I loved women and I was a pure, like, women advocate. But this has given me the biggest fan respect for women and what we do and what our bodies go through. But I literally do feel like I have joined the best like secret club that's not a secret in the whole wide world like, I really feel part of something wider and something special and something really important being a mum and and yeah I just I couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity because you don't know what you're missing until you you know have a baby and everyone's so wonderful and you find this community of mums that that, that you, they just get it and it's amazing. So I feel, I feel extremely blessed. Yeah, it is something that once you, you know, childbirth is such a, a, a crazy, incredible, um, just bizarre experience. That it is that kind of. You're right. It's like being in a club. Once, once you, you know, yeah. you almost give a nod to the other mums, going, "Yep, yeah, I get it." <laughs> There's that knowing, like, "Yep." <laughs> Yeah, it's brill. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak to me. I really appreciate it. Congrats on the podcast. It's fabulous. I can't wait to hear more episodes. Likewise. And all the best with your little one. Oh, my God, he's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, he's literally... I need to swap over to the other boob I'm sure. (laughs) You're doing great. Hey, he's just gorgeous. Well done, you. Congratulations. Well, darlings, thank you for listening. I apologise for the Zeke noises, but this is what happens now. We're on lockdown and we're stuck at home with the baby. You're going to have to get used to all of the baby pumping and all the noises that come with it. This is my life. Thank you for listening to The Clueless Mum and I will see you all next time. If you're loving this podcast, then you will love The Real Brunch, a weekly pop culture and dating podcast where three friends get together to have a good old laugh about their lives. Would you rather be smart or pretty? Pretty. 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 (laughs) No, 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 no. Smart. No, I can't be lying. I want to be pretty. With amazing guests such as Gok Wan, Dina Asher-Smith, Sally Morgan, and of course, Nadia Essex. I'd be very apologetic. And now I'm like, why am I sorry? I'm not sorry. And so I've made a real conscious effort to stop apologising for my feelings. Subscribe to The Real Brunch now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app.